if I could have just connected with 25 other people at Mason, right, who, who shared my affinity, overnight my perception of the value that they can still bring me post-graduation goes way, way up. And that is such a simple thing to do. It's not hard. Hey there, and welcome to the Enrollify podcast. Each week, the Enrollify podcast equips you with insights into how the latest trends in marketing and technology are affecting today's enrollment marketers. Every episode is designed to inspire new creative ideas for how to optimize the resources you do have to generate the results that you need. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Welcome to the show. Alrighty, folks, we are here live at AMA recording this wonderful podcast. And I'm sitting down with Aaron Blue from Primacy. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a great setup here. Oh, well, thank you, dude. It's uh, It's been a great event. Lots, lots of good conversations, good presentations, good networking. But I thought it'd be fun to do like a quick like hot, you know, takes on higher ed marketing from Aaron's perspective. So like when you think about the current state of the industry, what are what are some like strong opinions you have or like what are some what are some hot takes that you have on the current state of things? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think the one thing I'm seeing a lot right now is the focus on adult education, but the lack of focus on focusing on your alumni. Mm. I think you know we see all the you see all the time the you know the trends of okay you're a mascot for life you're an eagle for life yeah. or you're this for life but then once once a, a, a student leaves the undergraduate side they just turn into an alum that people ask money for yeah and more and more people are leaving careers they're looking for new degrees they're looking for new spots to go yeah and these institutions aren't marketing to them so I think getting to the alumni base is really important and that's a big opportunity for schools that aren't taking advantage of right now yeah yeah no I think that I think that you're spot on there do you guys in any of the work that you've done or just you know folks in, in your ecosystem in your network are there any good examples that you have of folks that you think are killing it and like what are what are they doing it what are they doing that's like different yeah I'd, I'd say one school that we work with that's really impressive is is the University of the Cumberlands actually okay they're based in, in uh, rural Kentucky. Okay. It was a small school, about 2,000 people. They added online programs uh, in 2015, and they've completely reshaped how tuition is structured and how pricing is transparent for an institution. Um, every number that you see on their website, it's basically no fees, no fine print, no anything. Wow. This is the price that you get. Um, so being able to take that out to the market yeah. and actually have people believe it, that yeah. they don't think it's too good to be true, is, is really is really incredible and and we just redesigned their website for them we did some brand work for them um, and helping them amplify that message but in a way that felt authentic and it wasn't uh hey is this too good to be true it's actually this is one of the coolest stories happening in higher education right now wow wow because their their audience is students that are a lot of first generation students a lot of students that maybe have not gone through the process for the first time so they're taking all the confusion out of it when it comes to pricing uh, and it's it's a fascinating story. Yeah, it's it's almost like one of those things where it's it's too good to be true. Like you see the in, you see the price tag and you don't believe it. Like you you're, you're just trained to like believe that there's there, there's got to be more, right? Yeah, the sticker shock thing. Like when you go car shopping, you see the the list price, but then you're like, well, if I want this, it's going to be this, and if I want this, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be that. But 
literally at this institution, it's tuition, housing, books, yeah. library, meals, everything. It's all under one price. As opposed to the, like, you know, starting at in, like, size, you know, eight font at, like, the, like the bottom with an asterisk or whatever. Exactly. So going back to how schools can rethink their engagement with, with LUM, are, are, there, are there aspects that you think, especially in the first five years, like the first five years after somebody graduates from an undergraduate program, what, what should schools be doing to engage that, that alum? Because, you know, they're just getting started in their career. They're, they're very sensitive to the fact that they just dropped a lot of money on their education. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're in, in all you know, likelihood not making millions yet, right? Yep, yep. How should schools think about engaging with, with, with that particular student? Uh, are there are there strategies or tactics that you've seen that have worked really well? And if so, what are those? Yeah, we, we say all the time it's about authenticity mm. at that level. The points you made are exactly right. The the institutions that as soon as as soon as the diploma is received and the first ask is for a donation, you're you're losing that student right away. Yeah. But what students are looking for in that in that first five years are resources or ways to connect. Yeah. So it's not you know, somebody made a statement once when you're looking at, at students it's, it's how many times you make deposits versus withdrawals. Hmm. So on those first five years, you have to make a lot of deposits with your students. Here's some career resources. Here's a networking event. Are you struggling in your career here? Here's some more career resources. Yeah. You know, showing that you still care about that student as a lifelong alum of this place. Yeah. And then that just creates that brand affinity, keeps people going, keeps people engaged. So then when they do need help with something, maybe it's, I need a master's degree now, or I need a certificate, or yeah. I didn't want to do this. Now I want to be a teacher and I need to get a new degree. They remember that authenticity and remember you being a resource, not just a place that's constantly asking for money. Yeah. So you make, you make those deposits of those students for a long time and then when it's the right time to ask for a donation or do those things then you can start to make those withdrawals a little bit yeah. but authenticity is what matters that's great well one idea i was noodling on with um with with somebody the other day was this idea of what would it look like for a school to uh, someone graduates with a, a degree in business right um and maybe it's a specialization in nonprofit or work or something like that right like what would it look like to be able to send them an email with just links to alumni that they should connect with on LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. Like, like literally like going down, niching down and being like, okay, you, you studied this, you graduated with a degree in X. Here are like 25 alumni who are living in the area that you're living in right now that you, you, you just click this button and you'll, you'll send a, you know, connection request with them on LinkedIn. Something like that. That's so simple to do just, especially with like AI tools today, you could, you could quickly scrape something together throw it in an email, that's value, right? Like, especially someone who's just starting off their career, they're like, wow, like someone, I get an email from, I went to George Mason University right outside DC. And they, I mean, literally, I, I will never forget, literally a month after graduation, they were asking me for money. Yeah. And, and to date, I have not received a single email of, of value. Yeah. And, and I think if they had just done something like that, as I'm just starting out in my career, just graduated degree in marketing, don't know anything, don't know anybody, right? Get an entry level job. If I could have just connected with 25 other people at Mason, right, who who shared my affinity, who graduated with a similar degree, overnight my perception of the value that they can still bring me post-graduation goes way, way up. And that is such a simple thing to do. It's not hard. Yeah, you're, you're spot on, Zach. It really is. It's and, and, and those connection points that you're talking about, institutions need to start looking at those when students are 
sophomores and yeah, juniors yeah. or when if they're in graduate school when they're in their first year of graduate school because those lead to internships job opportunities yeah because when we survey students all the time and ask what they're looking for from institutions graduate or undergraduate yeah outcomes and and career you know preparedness and and having not necessarily a financially rewarding career but yeah. a rewarding career and it means something yeah so being able to make those connections early then you're starting that brand affinity so much earlier because now it's You've made that connection, and now I'm working for that person. Yeah. And then it just starts that 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 effect that you're talking about instead of just that that ask right away. But you're you're spot on in that in that connection point. Yeah. I'd argue it it should even start sooner because yeah. then you're really helping students uh, figure out where they're going to land, and that's what a brand needs to lean into. Yeah. You know, you can have all the brand pillars and points and everything, but if you're not preparing students for the careers that they want to be prepared for. Yeah then you're just talking to yourself <laughs> and it needs to be more focused on what they're looking for versus what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said, man. Well, Hey, I appreciate you taking a little bit of time to chat here. Uh, again, we're, we're live from anime in case the audience, uh, can't tell it's a lot of background noise, <laughs> but if, if folks want to connect and, and just learn more about the work that you guys do or just connect with you personally, what's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our, our website is, uh, the It's where you can see, uh, you know, our, our, our work and, and, and what we do. And, uh, my name's Aaron Blue, B-L-A-U, um, uh, on LinkedIn. Would love to connect there, talk message through there. But yeah, check out the Primacy's website and, and look at case studies, things like that. And, and always love talking higher ed and, and really appreciate you being here at the event. I can't wait to come back and listen to all the interviews. You guys have, uh, you guys have had a steady stream of traffic here. It's been impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, man. Thanks so much for the time. Hey there, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Enrollify podcast. The Enrollify podcast is brought to you by Enrollify, a learning community for enrollment managers and higher education marketers. Enrollify was built to empower enrollment marketers with the ideas, the strategies, and the tools that they need to optimize the resources that they do have to generate the results that they need. You can explore our other podcasts like Starter Stories and CRM Prov or sign up for one of our newsletters, or even watch an episode of Frideas, our weekly video segment, at enrollify.org. And if you know anyone that you think that we should have on this show or any one of our other shows, please reach out to me directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. Again, that's Zach, Z-A-C-H, at enrollify.org. And I'd be happy to chat with you about getting you or someone you know on one of our shows. 